feel, Alex? I'm still a little we're sick. Back. Yeah, we're back. Yeah, episode four, two on one pod. I'm Adam. You're Alex. Yes, this I'm is out. gonna be fun. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm still a little sick. I am so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm pushing through. Okay. You're pushing through it. Pushing through. Listen, before we start, I know that by the time this episode comes out. The the match already passed, but huge shout out to Bianca Andreescu, who's playing in the Rogers Cup final. Oh yeah, she good old that. Canadian girl, nineteen and from Mississauga. She's our age. She's our age, and she's yeah. already competing at this level. And what are we doing? We're making a hockey podcast in your basement. Uh, exactly. I was actually watching her match the other day. Yeah. And yeah, she's good. She well, was falling apart, and I think it was the second set, but she yeah. came back and. So kudos to her. I don't know a lot about tennis, but it's nice to see a good old Canadian kid doing so well. Yeah, well, it's gonna be on the TV in like an hour, so. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. There's baseball highlights. Why is it every time we record? There's baseball. Because it's it's. Let me tell you, it's August 11th. What else is there to be on Sportsnet? I don't know. You want to watch CFL football? No. <laughs> All right. Um, actually, we were going to start with the front office stuff, but I think before that, we're talking about other sports, so let's just get this out the way. Okay. First. Now, I don't, I'm not a huge basketball fan, but I respect what the Raptors did. Yeah. I respect Kawhi Leonard. Um, why is it that everyone in the world of the NBA hates Toronto all of a sudden? I don't know. I swear it's, I swear it's a, in every sport. Why can't Do we you just get, be but, happy for the Canadian boys? I don't know. You know what the thing is? I think people are. I think there's certain people who are, and there's a lot of people who just don't like the Raptors, and I don't know why. But it was such a good story. Well, for the Canadians it was. Right? The only team that should dislike what happened is probably the Spurs. Yeah. I don't get yeah. why Golden, Golden State just had, like, what was it? Three championships in four years? Why are you complaining? Especially well, Mr. Kevin Durant, who just got a massive deal with, yeah, in, with Brooklyn. In Brooklyn. Like, maybe that's why he's mad, because he went to Brooklyn, but that was his choice. But. Well, tell tell everyone what he said. So, in an interview of Yahoo Sports, they asked him about the Raptors not having Kawhi Leonard anymore, and he said, quote, it will probably be the last time they will be in the finals. Now, I mean, they're, they're not going to be the same team, obviously. No. And... and- I'm not the biggest basketball fan, but I know my fair share about basketball. Mm-hmm. In the for, for the foreseeable future, I don't necessarily think he's wrong because unless you know what, unless they pull off some massive moves, I just don't see it happening. Well, well, and and not. I'm and I'll tell you I'll tell you why he said these things, right? Like that. Because he's mad that they were cheering when he got hurt in the finals. There was like, okay, it's the same thing with the whole Gardner thing, right? Remember back, uh, it was when was it? In the middle of the. In the year. middle of the season, there was there was a group of fans that were cheering, that were sorry, that were booing Gardner. Yeah. Leaf fans, supposedly Leaf fans. Mm-hmm. Those fans. I supposedly mean. they were Leaf fans. I remember they were playing Tampa Bay. The amount of people that would actually go to the stadium and boo their own player, it's so small compared to the to compared to everyone else. So 
I think he's really just calling out those fans. But the ones that booed him, yeah. Kevin Durant's calling out those Raptors yeah. fans that cheered himself. Yeah. 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 Because That's I fair. can guarantee you, when I was watching the game, I did not think I was not laughing. Uh, I was sitting in my living room with five or six other people. No one was cheering when Kevin Durant got injured. They showed the replay. I saw his leg. The way his it looked it was in his calf moved. Oh, it's, it's not, no, no. I I, I don't that. like I was I was I felt it. I was afraid for him. So I I don't necessarily think he's calling out the entire fan base. Or the or the Raptors as a whole, I think he's saying, you know what, screw those guys who are cheering me, and that's very fair. I think he should worry about rehabbing his injury instead of calling out the team that just beat him in the finals. Yeah. Well, anyway, enough about basketball. We talked baseball. We talked tennis. Let's talk hockey, Alex. Okay. You know what's really embarrassing? Tell me. When you mess up a trophy. Yeah, that's quite embarrassing. So, one of the best parts about the award show was Robin Leonard's amazing speech and he won the Masterton Trophy, obviously. Yeah. Uh, he put on Twitter the other day a picture of the of the trophy, right? Because there's the main trophy that's presented and then, like, a smaller version of it that the player would get to keep, right? And it says on it, the William Masterton Memorial Trophy, Robin Leonard, 1819, New York Rangers. <laughs> so, of course, Robin Leonard played for the New York Islanders last year. He just put it on Twitter saying, you had one job. It's funny because you see it and you start reading, all right, his name's done properly, all right, the year's right, the trophy name, and then you see, oh, no. no. Well, when I, when I first saw the tweet, I looked right at his name. I know, right? I, the first thing I went to is his name, and I'm like, that's definitely where they went wrong but i'm like that name is spelt right so then i looked at the team i'm like oh boy that is never good that's just embarrassing oh yeah like you know it's one thing to misspell a name but to the team but a team that's just a whole nother level as if things couldn't go worse for the Islanders lately. Oh. Speaking of, Alex, I know we had a route of how we were going to take the show, but I think we just got to talk about this now. So, on my way here to record, oh, yeah. you texted me a link to a tweet. <laughs> and you said, we oh, need God. a quick minor update. So, here I go. Okay, you want to do it. Joshua Marshall who is a co-host and producer of the Two Months Podcast and a brand ambassador for a clothing line. Yeah. He tweeted out, by the way, he's not a verified Twitter user. No, no. A but... thousand followers, respectable. He says, the Islanders, poor, her league source out of New York, says that the Islanders are getting ready to offer sheet Mitch Marner at seven years, 91 million, with an AAV of 13 million. Marner Camp wants to do a five-year deal at 13. According to league sources, we shall see where it goes. Go right ahead. That's my answer. Well, first of all, like, you might want to figure out your sources here and make sure that they're actually, you know. That's fine. Well, because they also, what was it, a couple months ago? The Islanders only have 8.6 in cap space. Oh, they'll figure something out. 
Hey, 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 There was a rumor wait, about wait, this wait, two months ago. Wait, 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 wait. Go. We're not getting an offer. Wait, wait. Go look at their cat friendly page. I am. And name me. Please tell me the name of their general manager. Uh, Lupolu Lamorella. Ah, uh, so they'll figure something out. Don't worry. Listen. It was different when he was in Toronto, though. Because he had Brandon Pridham being his little cat little guinea pig to right. figure everything out. Right. In New Jersey, he still had abysmal contract. And like I said last week, they're only fixing that in New Jersey. Okay, now, so. so I'm I'm looking at the players they have. Mm-hmm. Right? Let's go th- let's theoretically say they wanna go with this with this idea that they're gonna yeah, offer she much more. Okay. Do you have do you have their do you have it? You have their cat friendly page up. So are there any names that are obvious trade trade chips that uh, need to go? Probably we, Matt Martin. Okay. Oh, but, but they like him. Matt Martin. I know, but who would you rather have, Matt Martin or Mitch Marner? Um, I, I, I don't want to give Mitch Marner thirteen million. I, un- I no, no, I understand. I, I would don't want to give Mitch Marner thirteen million dollars either. But why if I'm are we giving any sort of credibility to this. I'm not, I just I just want to talk I about it. I think you are an angry Leafs fan who wants to sign, saw this, and just wants to get mad. And yell at <laughs> yeah, because I do like getting mad. No. Oh, no, I like getting mad. It has nothing to do with Mitch Marner. It has no, this has no, This could be Austin Matthews. This could be William Nylander. This could be anybody. on. This could be anybody on the team. I would get mad at it. Yeah. But listen, I... <laughs> There's things that can be done. It's not. I don't think it's happening either. But the thing was, this. I saw this tweet, and I swear, after this tweet was out, Marner was trending on Twitter. It's hilarious, right? And then you see like the like the side effects of it. I remember, oh God, who was it? I think the Blackhawks made a trade or something, or they acquired Shaw, and somehow DeBrincat try was trending. It was because when the Habs originally acquired him, they gave up two seconds, and one of them turned into Alex DeBrincat. Right. So whenever Leafs fans cry about, oh, they passed on Alex DeBrincat, the Habs gave up that pick in the first place, so stop complaining and stop making about yourself. Anyway. Yeah, but listen, there's, there were 31, or was this? There were 30 other yeah. teams yeah, at the time no, who... 29. Yeah, 29 other teams who also passed on Alex DeBrincat. We're journalism students, not mathematicians. <laughs> I know. Boy. Are you confident in the Leafs front office, Alex? Yes. Well, speaking of front office confidence, our boy Dom Lecisions was a guest speaker at Ryerson for a lecture this year, uh, a writer for The Athletic, a new standard in sports journalism. Yep. He did his annual NHL front office confidence ranking. Uh, This year, they had about over 12,000 participants in it. and really, really funny if you want to get a number of stuff. Every team had at least 200 votes, except the Florida Panthers, who had under 100. It's amazing that there are that many Panthers fans, <sighs> isn't it? Uh, so, Alex, these polls, uh, people were asked about their confidence when it came to roster building, cap management, draft and development, trading, free agency, and overall vision. Okay. You're not looking at it, right? No, I'm not I've, allowed to look at I it. I told you. I want you to guess this. I'm not allowed to look at it. So who came last in confidence voting in the NHL? What team slash fan base have no faith in their management? I want you to guess. I, I have this a really good easy. guess. I have I have a guess. 
Um, I don't know if it's right. No, just you tell me. I'm asking. Who was last? Place? Is it Ottawa? No, it was the Minnesota Wild. <laughs> I'm sorry, but anytime I think of Ottawa, I just think of a complete garbage. Well, if it helps, Ottawa's second last. Okay, so I was close. <laughs> I was close because as soon as you said cap management or any type of. Uh, confidence. I have. I hope Ottawa Senators fans have zero confidence in their in what's going on there. I think there was. I think bringing on DJ Smith. Yeah. And getting good old downtown Connor Brown was Zaitsev. I think there were, there's a pocket of fans that have this optimism about Zaitsev and the role he might get. In yeah. Ottawa. Yes. Um, and nothing. Completely embarrassing happened towards the end of the season for Ottawa. I guess before that you had was the Uber. Wait, wait, sorry. Did you say nothing? Wait, wait. Nothing terrible. Go back. Go back. Go back a little bit. What am I forgetting? You're. I. I think you're forgetting. I think you're. No, I think you're forgetting a very specific date. What day? Um. What am I forgetting? Draft lottery day. Let me remind you. Okay. Let me remind enough. you that the Ottawa Senators, yes, okay, it was the worst case scenario because they, the Avalanche drafted fourth overall. They did not have their own first overall pick. Mm-hmm. Joe Sackick was sitting there laughing, laughing because his team's in the playoffs. And now have and a fourth. Now have a fourth. A well, so you tell me who has confidence. Well, I mean, but they had the whole year to get ready for it. Who and did? And it could have been worse. Ottawa had the Ottawa whole... fans, they knew they were going to be trash. And they finished last last year, didn't they? As expected. But it could have been first overall. It could have been second. And it could have been third. Okay. But it's still bad. It I, was I, the best case in a no-win scenario for the Suns. Perfect. Exactly. Anyway. That's still extremely and bad. For anyone wondering why we didn't talk more about Minnesota, we kind of ripped them apart last week. So yeah, I don't want to get. I, we don't need to get into Minnesota. If you want to hear what we have to say, go back to episode three. Um, the Vancouver Canucks. Now, this is actually pretty interesting here. They were in the red for about every category except for draft and development. Now, Jim Benning's been known for drafting and developing. Your Elias Pedersons, Thatcher Demko's. And I think uh, the Paul Coltson pick this year is, uh, again, really helps that. So everything else, free agency, again, they've gotten a bad mark. But over the past few years, yeah, the Ty- Beagle signings and all that. Tyler Myers. Did we talk about Tyler Myers? Do we need to? I didn't hate the deal. It was apparently reported. I didn't six, six million for five years. It could have been eight. It could have been nine. Oh, come on. No. That, but that doesn't... That doesn't what do you mean? It could have been eight, could have been nine. That doesn't... But it's six. Yeah. It's six million. Vancouver making the playoffs next year. You heard it here first. Uh, so, moving on. Oh, my God. Who do you think is next? Above Ottawa? After all, we just went to Vancouver. Oh, so... 29th. Oh, wow. Um, it's a Canadian team. I'll give you that. Canadian team? Yes. Oh, I should mention, by the way, there are two different categories. There's fan base and there's public opinion. Um, it doesn't really... <coughs> you only get a sense of how different and some what how diluted some fan bases are in themselves. Um, 
The team that's 28th, sorry. Don't, don't tell me, don't tell me. Don't tell you? No, Take I'm going to guess. guess. You said it's a Canadian it's team. It's a Canadian team, and I'm surprised that you haven't come up with it. I was going to put them under Vancouver. Edmonton. Yes. Now, I forgot about Edmonton. When it came to public opinion, so that's everyone else apart from Oilers fans, completely in the red. The fan base, however, gave roster building a near perfect score. Yeah, that's because that's because they have. Wait, sorry, who gave them? Uh, sorry, their fan base. Yeah, that's Oilers because. Fans let me. Think they have a yeah, and, I, and I'll, t- I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. Because they have the best okay, player no. in hockey. Okay, stop. Stop. <laughs> that's Being why. Crap for a decade. <laughs> And giving you all the first round, first overall to seventh overall picks in the world doesn't make you a well built team. They have the best player in the no, world and have a dick all with them. I'm not I'm not arguing Three that. Three straight I'm not arguing hundred that. point seasons roster building. Oh hi there, we got lucky and got the best players in Sydney. Hey man, listen. That's just how it works. They got lucky. They have the best player in the world. That makes their roster building incredible. I oops. Sorry about that. Um, I just... The Oilers fans are just the worst, aren't they? Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Because I'm looking... Listen, they have, right now they have 2.4 in cap space. And next year they just have a whole boatload of things to do. Yeah. All right. Oh. 27. I, you know what? Listen, listen. Before we, before we move on... Well, when we do this, when we go over this again next year, because we obviously will, mm-hmm. depending on how how Ken Holland handles next off season, come August next year, it might be very different. Yeah, the answers might actually be legitimate because he has to sign Darnell Nurse. Oh, and he's going right? to even more because he took that bridge deal. Yeah. Uh, then there's all these one-year deals that they that they have, like look Kyle Brodziak, Josh Archibald, <laughs> Thomas Yergo. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sam Gagne, <laughs> Zach Cassian. It's not looking good. No, it's not. So as I was reading those names, you know what? I changed my mind. It's gonna be the same shit next year. Yeah, exactly. Um, now here's an interesting one. Again, 27, the LA Kings. I'm um, not surprised. Again, public opinion, they're garbage. Yeah. Here's what's interesting. Their fan base gave them a really, really good score in cap management. What? I'm sorry, an average thing in cap management. This is after they go give Ilya Kovalchuk a four-year deal. Look how well that's going. Three-year, three-year. Three he year? got the Patrick Marlowe deal. Sorry, they gave good old Drew Doughty that abysmal deal. I don't know what they're doing. Is it abysmal? Yeah, he's making... I 11 mean, million. Yeah. He's not good anymore. Okay, he had one bad year. He had, yeah. He had one bad year. He's how many, play, how many players... How many players have one bad year? Everyone except Carey Price. That's a load of garbage. <laughs> That's a load of garbage. I don't want to talk about the King. 26. Who do you think it is? This is another team that has one of the best players on the on this planet, and uh, yeah, disappointing year. Pittsburgh. Yes, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, public opinion. Uh, Wait, before you tell me, what's their cap management at? Their cap management. Please tell me it's at the bottom. It's not 
right at the bottom, but it's not a good score. It's it most definitely should not be. It's look it's looking disgusting next year. They have to re-sign Alex Galchenyuk. Uh, yeah, he's the thing. Let's see. Justin Schultz is up. They still have to sign Marcus Patterson. And then next year they have Matt Murray, who is arbitration eligible. And is not a good goalie, in my opinion. Alex, listeners, Alex has his head in his hand and is looking very disappointed in what I just said. Is your definition of good Carey Price? I'm just I'm just trying Carey to figure. Price is world class, sir. Right. So, what's your definition of a good goalie? Matt Murray hasn't been good since the playoffs. Name me a good goalie. A okay. Good goalie? So, so there's there's bad, there's okay, there's good, there's, there's great, there's, there's world class. So let's say on one end of the spectrum is Carey Price, and on the other yeah. one is Cam Ward. Okay. Connor Hellebuck is good. Wait, sorry, which Connor Hellebuck? Connor Hellebuck of last year? Is Connor that... Hellebuck this year. He had yeah, that's sorry, that's what I mean. Okay. Okay, okay, that's fair. It's Frederick. Oh, just, I'm just out of curiosity. Where's Frederick Anderson? Frederick Anderson? I, yeah. He's good. Oh, he's good. Okay. You're sorry. You're telling me Connor Hellebuck is good, but he was bad half the Frederick season. Frederick Anderson is probably. Top five goaltender in the league right now. Okay, and so he's just good. Yeah, no, sorry, okay. So if he's top five, then he's Alex, not I just, just good. Said he's top five. I misspoke. Right, so I'm he's saying, great. Yeah, no, he's a great goalie. He's yes. great, okay. He's I'm great. just making sure. He's not Carey Price. I'm not saying he. No, no. I I understand. I'm not saying he's Carey Price. How did we make the Pittsburgh Penguins about the. Uh, you started talking about Matt Murray. Uh, well, he's garbage. Um, 25. Oh my, oh my god. This is definitely a team that over the past three, four years have lost. A lot of confidence in its GM, but I thought their offseason restored a lot of faith, and that's the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah. Jonathan Tayu started look like, looking like himself again last season. Uh, not much to say, really. Well, I mean, they did get Dylan Strome. Which was... Okay, I'm not giving Stan Bowman a single piece of credit for that. That's the Coyotes being dumb. Uh, and I don't like the Yoki Harju deal. I think they should have held on to him. Yeah, neither do I. Uh, I do not like that at 24, all. 24, Philadelphia. That's interesting, I guess. I, I, I don't know what to think about Philadelphia. I, I don't know, honestly, what to say about Philadelphia. Well, don't forget, they gave Kevin Hayes that abysmal deal. I'm sure that didn't help. They're drafting yeah, but other than that. There's a lot more faith in that, but I think that's really thanks to uh, Ron Hextall. We talked about this last week. Yeah. I think there's a very different sort of... See, the Flyers are one of those old, prestigious teams that there's a lot of expectations for. So when it comes to the fan base versus the public opinion, it's very different to look at. I think that's fair to say. Ron Hextall did a lot of good work there, but it seems like... It's Chuck Fletcher hasn't really done anything yet except do the Kevin Hayes deal and almost trade Shane Gosses. And bring up Carter Hart. And bring up Carter Hart, who actually, you know what? If we're going to say one bad thing with Ron Hextall is that he was wrong and Carter Hart was ready. Yeah. I mean, he's not as ready as Carey Price was in his age. Oh, my God. All right, 23, the New York Islanders, despite the great year they had, the last, I would say the last few months, destroyed that fan base's trust in Lula Morello. Agree or last few months. Why? Uh, Why last few Robin months? Leonard, they almost lost Anders Lee. Mm-hmm. 
like it's really that. I think the Robin Leather thing is a huge, huge loss in the face of the fans. Right. And their free agency was they were close to getting Panarin. It was the night before they were the front runners and just lost him to the Rangers. The I think he was I think he was going to the Rangers. Long Island team loses to the Rangers. The way that that market goes is their faith goes from wherever high it is down to the basement. You know what I find kind of funny? What? In hockey, the Rangers are still the bigger team. As they should Players-wise. Yep. In basketball, same. it's the complete opposite situation. It's weird, huh? I find it so funny that the big free agent... Our, okay, Artemi Panarin was the biggest free agent this year, correct? He was, yes. Went to the New York Rangers. Status overshadowed him, but yeah, he was massive. Yeah, but I still thought he was. I thought he was more important than Marner in yes. free agent. Yes, okay. In basketball, the two biggest free, arguably two of the biggest free agents, went to Brooklyn. Yeah. What? I don't know. Man. I find that funny. I think that's quite interesting. Anyway, uh, number 22. Okay. Uh, this is a team I thought would be a lot lower. The Buffalo Sabres. You I thought they'd be a lot lower. Okay. Of course, I liked them bringing in Ryan Johansson. Uh, Skinner was a great Marcus, Marcus year. Johansson. What did I say? You said Ryan. Oh, sorry. I was thinking of the better player. Yes, you were. Um... But, I mean, what much is there to say about the Sabres? They, they need goaltending. That's why I thought more Sabres tend to be upset with them because they haven't solved that. Linus Olmark and... Carter Hutton. Carter Hutton, that was it. Aren't going to win you any games. I think last year proved that. But, hey, whatever. Hey, they, the you know what? They won, 10 year, they won 10 games in a row, okay? Oh, or something yeah. like that. Jeff Skinner went on a total heater to start the year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, okay. Buddy Mine's gone on his fantasy team. Oh. oh. He did well for him. Uh, listen, wait, wait. They have Uko Pekka Lukanen. Lukan He's been good in, in the. He was played in the OHL. He played in the OHL last year. 53 games, uh, 920 save percentage, 2.5 goals against average. That's decent. Not care price, but. No one's Carey Price. It's that. quite obvious. Uh, his birthday is on Friday, so we should all be happy about that. Sure. Um, Let's get it. after I get my wisdom teeth. Twenty one. The Anaheim Ducks. How are they? How are they only twenty one? They should be. I would tell you they this, should be a lot no lower. One drafts and develops quite like the Anaheim Ducks. And that's the big thing here. Their right. Free agency wasn't a good score, but I mean, what were you going to do? Was their cap? Sorry, what was their cap management? Their cap management was right in the middle. Okay. I think buying out Corey Perry and getting okay. that space was a good decision. They're doing better than LA are. Yeah, I think next year it's going to be interesting though. Because they have 6.625 against the cap just for Corey Perry. John Gibson still at 6.4. 6. That's a really nice deal, by the way, for John Gibson. That is, uh, let's see. There's no one big. Like, Patrick Eves is off the book, so that's good. Devin Shore. And that's the thing, though, right? Like, I'm looking at this team. I'm saying there's, okay, 
find Corey Perry's cap hit. There's no one big they have to resign. Right? Next year. No. I don't know if that's worrying or not for you. No, I'm saying in this particular situation, is it worrying that there's no one big like even in the few like I'm looking at Ricard Raquel, that's the that's somewhat gonna be worrying when he expires in three years. That's about it. Well Daniel I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't care about the Anaheim Ducks. (laughs) Neither do I, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Only if John Gibson was uh, a couple years older. Oh, God, you know, right? Um, okay, this is a team at 20 that I do not agree with. It's just free agency has knocked them down. But I thought that this team should be in the upper half. I'm, I'm a little biased. Is it Montreal? Number 20 is Montreal. Now, they were second last last year, but um, cap management, yeah. roster building, and, de- and drafting and developing was all on the the upper half, which I completely and agree, I agree with. with that. Uh, vision and trading too. I don't think there's a lot of GMs who have had a better 18 months like Mark Bergevin. But free agency was a big problem. And I well, I we'll can't see. Disagree. I can't. If they had gotten Jake Gardner, I think Montreal. He hey, listen. He still might sign with Montreal. No. You think there's no chance he signs with Montreal? No, I think I think that's out the window. And no one's wanted him in Montreal more than me. Oh, okay. I uh, guess we'll find out. The Alder and Sherrod deals have soured Montreal fans a bit, but we'll see. Yeah, I'm sorry. I still don't like that Ben Sherrod deal. And I texted you and you told me, oh, it's fine, it's I fine. I keep going back and forth on it. I really don't He's think it's a good deal. He's not playing on the top pair. Victor Mete's got that spot. No, it's not about playing on the top pair, but I don't even think he's three and a half. I don't hate it because the cap has gone up. In okay, such an amount right. since the Carl Olsner deal, I right. think it's. I don't think it's as bad. It's not perfect, mm-hmm. but it could be a lot worse. Um, and you've Carey Price, so you're fun. Nineteen. Um, also a team that I thought you'd be up more, but okay. their drafting and development, which when you really think about it, makes sense, has really dropped them down. That's the Dallas Stars. I yes. They had a great offseason. Yes. Um, and it reflects in their status here, and also their cap management. I think that's fair. But I think Dallas deserves to be a little higher on this list. I won't lie. I like Dallas this year, and I'm going to like them next year. You know what? They didn't do – what did they – they got uh, – Joe Pavelski. Joe Pavelski. They got um, Corey Perry on a cheap one-year deal. Yeah. Mio Heiskin will be a year older. Ben Bishop along with – Will um, also be a year backup? older. Anton Hudobin. Yeah, that's the best platoon in the NHL. Will probably. also be a year older. Yeah, but still – Curtis McElhaney has proved that you can be a little older and still be amazing. As did Jeremy Yager to the age 44. Uh, let's just remind everyone they also have Roman Polak. Anyway, moving I on. just wanted to say that. 18. Um, a team that, if you want to go what's back and forth between public opinion and fan base, very middle in the, in the middle of the pack, more towards the low side in the public opinion for this team, but everything was high marks by the fan base. I think it's just because they brought a name in who proved that he did really well. Who do you think I'm talking about? They're an Atlantic Division team. I think I know who it is. Then who do you think it is? Give me a name. It's Detroit. 
Oh, Detroit. That's not, that's not what I was thinking at all. Move Detroit did. That's not even what I was thinking. What were you thinking? Um, Florida. Oh, God, no, no. I would never say such a thing about Joe Quinn, though. I think the Panthers are going to be... They're going to make some noise this year. Yeah. But anyway, to Detroit. I mean... I think the reason their fan base is so high here is because they brought in Kenny Holland. No, now, they brought in Steve Eiserman. Sorry, yeah, yeah, CBY, CBY. Um, they're <laughs> drafting developments nearly on the highest scale here when a lot of people were confused about Lawrence Sider. I haven't mm-hmm. heard a gasp that they hit the draft in a long time. Yeah. It's a surprise. Eh? Anything more to say about Detroit? <laughs> What's their cap management, by curiosity? Uh, their cap management is on the better side. Really? Because I think, let's be honest, since I think the Trevor Daly signing a few years ago, they haven't done anything too stupid. And again, bringing in your boy Stevie Y. Right. And look what he did in Tampa. Right. No, I agree. I mean, Jonathan Bernier... Yeah, but... Three million. Well, that's nothing. He's a backup. But backups Junior don't make so three million. Um, well... What? Jake Allen makes, like, four million dollars. He's a backup. That was by complete chance. That was by complete chance he became backup. I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway... Really? So you knew Jordan Bennington was going to be like this? Of at course the, I did. Oh, He's on, got the confidence Octo- the on October... On October 1st, you you told me that Jordan Bennington was going to um, be Jake Allen for the job. So, 17. This is a really weird one. Um, on the upper part of confidence in everything except free agency, even now, it's the Columbus Blue Jackets. So they're a fascinating team. Listen, I'm not going to argue with that. They still haven't signed Zach Wierenski, which is... <clears throat> All they really did, and we talked about this a couple episodes ago, was they signed um, Gustav Nyquist. Gustav Nyquist. And that's really about it. Big signing. And they brought in Elvis. They brought in who? Elvis. Elvis Elvis Mertzligas. I can't say his last name. I'm so sorry. That's fine. Um, Everyone's been talking about him. Their highest score here was Catman. Well, yeah, that's awesome because you have no <laughs> players to sign. Because they didn't sign. Because they didn't sign Artemi Panarin and Sergei Bobrovsky, then you would have no cap. Like their vision, by the way, trading they got a really good score because they didn't trade anyone. They did nothing. Right. I mean, well, they did acquire Keith. They did acquire Keith Kincaid and Adam McQuaid. Okay, now you're just being mean. Matthew Shane. Matthew Shane, Ryan Dezingo. Okay. Um, Vision was one of their best scores. Really? Because I think it's fair. A lot of GMs at that trade deadline would have thought, all right, ship off the pieces and we can do what we need to do. But Guillermo Kekalainen decided, I'm going to go for it. And I respect him for that. So I think the Blue Jackets fan base is a bit generous there. But another team that I think they deserve to be middle of the road where they are at number 16, that's Calgary. Oof, that's a punch. Win a damn playoff series. Their lowest score was free agency because all they did was bring in Milan Lucic in exchange for James That Miami. was interesting. 
That was... <laughs> I don't think we talked about it. I don't think we did because I just didn't know what to say. I like it for the Oilers. I don't yeah, know how you're getting I like it for the Oilers. You know what? It's a deal that Brian Burke <sighs> would make if he was running, if he was still in the Calgary organization. If being honest, I like hey, Milan Lucic. Listen, He's a good Brian guy. Burke would have signed Milan Lucic. Yeah, if he had the opportunity to, but I still don't understand this deal. But, what are you getting from Milan Lucic for this team? Well, showing how confused you are is probably why they have such a low vote of confidence from their fans. I, if I was listen, if I had the opportunity, because there's three, there's three guys making big money who are past their prime. Oh, that, Calgary? No, no, no. In the league, in the league, big, big names: Lucic, Neil. And Erickson, right? Those are the three names going into this summer, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah, Louis Erickson. Mentioned to Andrew Ladd. Yeah, yeah, but he wasn't part of this conversation. Was he not signed the same year as Lucic? I have, I don't remember off the top of my head. But he, the the big conversation was between the, those three players. Mm-hmm. If I was Calgary and I had the opportunity to bring in Louis Erickson, I would rather do that than bring in Milan, Milan Lucic. Fair enough. Um, number 15, the Florida Panthers. They had, I, I can't see a more middle of the pack of you from public opinion than Florida. Their fan base themselves, well, again, and this is the team that had the lowest voters on it, no. were fairly high when it came to the fan base rating. Um, right. I will stand pat here and say that Alex Barkov is a t- might be... The most underrated guy in the league. It he is most definitely. The only time people talked about is when he kicked Toronto's ass. Yep. Um, and I like Joe Quinville. I think I he's love still Joe Quinville. there. He doesn't seem as stubborn as a certain tier, uh, coach in, in the. In uh, the in the um, okay. I like Bobrovsky for a few more years before he starts declining. Yep. Um, but beside that, I like Mike Hoffman. I have a couple of problems. What are your problems? Number one. Okay, Brett. I don't know about the Brett Connolly deal. Four years at three and a half. Fair. Uh, he put okay. He put up forty six points last year, and the last time he put numbers up like that were in Syracuse in twenty thirteen fourteen. He put fifty seven. Had fifty seven points. Hoffman and Markov and, 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 and or Alex Trochak. Like it's the, the Panthers are Vincent Tro Vincent Trochak. Vincent Trochak. He will be playing with Vincent Trochak most like because look, it's it's Barkov, Hoffman, and Huberdo. Yeah. That's your first line. Your second line, Trochak, Evgeny Danov, and Brett Connolly. I think the Panthers are going to do well. Oh, yeah, I, and I most definitely agree. Wow. Okay. I think they okay. I'm okay. Not, I, I'm serious. Okay. The Panthers. <laughs> okay. We'll get to that. <laughs> I'm saying, okay. man. The Panthers okay. are solid. 14. Listen. No, no. We're, I'm not, I have a couple more problems. No, no, no. I have a couple more problems. What? Anton Strowman? Anton Strowman. Mm-hmm. And the, that's... I don't like the cap hit number. And they need to find an actual backup goalie. What's your problem with Sam Montova? 
That is their backup right now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's wrong with Sam Montalbo? I think that's how you say his name. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's not the worst thing in the, pro- in the world. No, it, no, no. It's a bigger problems to be a backup goalie. I think case in point Toronto right now. Right. I'm just saying, I'm not saying that's a big deal, but that, that will cost you points. And yeah. and I'm telling you that from having oh, Garrett Sparks you, as your we, as if, your backup. If the Habs had a better goalie backup than Antti Niemi right now, right. I'd tell you Montreal made the playoffs. Exactly. There was a game against Tampa Bay. It was 6-5 Tampa. They scored the sixth goal with about a minute left in the game. And I remember every single one of those goals was Antti Niemi's fault. So right. I, I tell, yeah, I Both tell, of us know. I We're agree. In... You need a good backup to win. And a team like Dallas, the platoon system, same with Boston, Tuka Rouse, and Yurisov, a lot can mm-hmm. prove that. But at the same time, there are worse issues to deal with. Oh, of course. But I'm just saying that's an issue they need to look at. Plus, having a good coach brings you a long way. <laughs> Agreed. The Islanders are a perfect example. Agreed. Of uh, 14. Um, their best thing was drafting and development, and their worst thing was free agency. I think we both agree on this because they have two massive RFAs they need to deal with. That's the Winnipeg Jets. <laughs> oh, that's so fun. Should, should I start talking now? I mean, it's the same should problem I con- with Toronto and Marner. It's should just, I continue? What do you mean? Just we just keep going? Should I just seventeen million in cap space and two RFAs decide, and they still have to deal with their defense that they've somehow managed to completely shit on? Alex, why are you swearing like that? I don't know. This is a family-friendly show. Not when I'm on it. I don't know, man. I want Winnipeg to be good. They've got great fans. They've yeah. got some good players on there, but we'll see. Um, oh, there, and Eric Comrie. Eric Comrie. I don't know. Uh, great goalie in the NHL video games, though. Um, so number 13, we have Vegas. Um, I mean, what's there to say about Vegas besides the fact that they got Mark Stone, which is a great deal. Their most worrying category, which I actually think should be a lot lower than... The public opinion had it on, not completely garbage, but more towards the middle. When they had to trade Colin Miller for nothing, they had to get rid of Nikita Gusev. For nothing. For nothing. For, for nothing. So, with Vegas, yeah, they're in a good spot, but I think their cap management should have put them a lot lower than that. Than 11. 13, and, and their, and their two-year, what's this going to be their third year in the league? Mm-hmm. And they're already in cap problems. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, number 12. Oh, I love the league. A team that is my, the same team I every year say, these are the guys who are going to make the playoffs and surprise, surprises. Who do you think number 12 is, Alex? Uh, Carolina. No. No, no, no. The oh. Arizona Coyotes. Oh, it's the, the Carolina Hurricanes of the West. Yes. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Free agency was their weakest category in the public opinion. Yeah. Um, what did they do with free agency? Uh, the only thing I can remember them doing them doing in this offseason was nothing. bringing in Phil Kessel. So I don't get why the public seems to hate the Yotes. Maybe the that's Toronto fans it. going after Phil Kessel. I don't know. Um, what do you mean? Most of I'm I'm unless I hey they they people love Phil Kessel. I love Phil Kessel. I'm saying, but there's that pocket of fans. We talked about those fans earlier, so... Yes, we did. Um, there's not much to say other than this is the time they need to do something. Ronta and Darcy Kemper can be a really good platoon system, but they really try. I've said this before. If you get Jacob Chickering healthy for a year, that's going to be something really big for you. Phil Kessel gets you that easy goal, and I like Derek Broussard. 
No, no. Was Derek Stefan. Derek Stefan. Sorry. Then never mind. I take that back. But would you like Derek Broussard there too? I think someone needs to sign him and give that guy a chance. But, yeah. Um. But moving on, nothing else to say about the Coyotes, I guess. No. Uh, number eleven. A team that I would put a lot lower because I think that the big trade they made with the Devils was a mistake. Uh, number eleven are the Nashville Predators. <laughs> oh, the Nashville Predators. Why did you give up PK for nothing? I, I we talked about this, right? I know, but still. Do you want me to go over it again? No. Okay. Well, it's a, it's a biz. It was more. It was, it literally you came down to a business from a decision. To address a weakness. You're not special in that back end anymore. And Dante Fabro will never be what PK Subban is. That's all I want to say about right. that. Right. Moving on, we good? Yeah, I have nothing to add on it. Uh, number ten, the Alex Ovechkin Washington Capitals. Uh, okay. I mean, they. What did they do? Um, They're also in cap trouble. They just to done just to remind you. Because they have John Carlson's deal now in full effect. Right. Making 8.5, I think. Yeah. Is Brayden Holby up this year or next? Next year. Like, that will not be fun. No, um, it will not. And, wait, well uh, you know who, wait, wait, you know who else is up next year? Um, Alex Ovechkin, isn't he? No, Nicholas Backstrom. Ooh. Then wait, when's Ovechkin up? The year it? after. The year after. Nick Backstrom will be an interesting one. I like him. Does he stay? Oh. Yeah, he does. I don't yeah, think fine. They um, signed Jakob Rana. Number nine. That's their, what they their did. Their lowest section in both public community and fan base was free agency. That's the Boston Bruins. Um, I guess. You, know, you could talk about this one. I'm, I'm going to be like, oh, I'm going to get the biased stuff. Um, I think they're going to be nuts. fine. Uh, I like what the Bruins are doing. I yeah. think they're going to have a fire under them this year. Why is that? Because they lost. True. And they went, were the biggest losers in the league last year because they made it. It was within their grasp. Are they, they though? Yes. Are they? Yes. Are you sure it's not Tampa Nobody Bay? Nobody felt worse at the end of their season last year than the Boston Bruins. Are you sure it was not the Tampa Bay Lightning? Because I could make a really big argument for because that one. Boston made it there. They were a game right. away. And mm. they, who do you think was feels worse? Let's say Washington, after all their second-round failures against the Penguins, or the 2011 Vancouver Canucks. Brad Marchand's never going to... He said that he wasn't over 2013 yet, and he's never going to get over this year. I think no one is a bigger loser at the end of a year than the guys who lose in the finals. Fine. Fine. They, you, just a reminder, they still have to sign Charlie McAvoy and Brandon Carlo. They're going to done. And then they, of course, have to sign Tory Krug at the end of the season. Oh, fun. Um, eight, fun. a team that has rebuilt themselves oh, in the second. I said it was better than Toronto's. So wait, wait. They, they still have to they have to sign Jake DeBrusque next offseason. Okay, never mind. Um, yeah. Again, yeah. So number eight, a team that have done a better job rebuilding than Toronto, in my the opinion. The New York Rangers. New I York already Rangers. know. Um, I already know. Cap management was their biggest flaw, apparently, to everyone. Um, but they fixed that trading away. Sorry, buying out Kevin Shattenkirk. But did we talk about where he went last week, or we didn't know at the Tampa, time? Tampa, he hadn't signed it yet. Yeah, so he went. To we'll Tampa get there. On a one-year deal. We'll get there. I have some thoughts. Have, really? 
It's a, no, it's not bad thoughts. I think it's a, it's a test. It's a, really a test. So here's a team that did well in everything. Their lowest category somehow being free agency and not cap management. They might have the best defense in the league, Alex. Who do you think it is? They have the best defenseman in the league. Oh, I thought you were going to say Montreal, but we no. already did that. No, they were 20, Alex. No, the San Jose Sharks. San Jose Sharks. Sorry, they have what? They have the best defenseman in the league? No, yeah, Eric Carlson. Okay. What, do you not agree with that? Um, I'd have to sit down and think about it. Oh, Right. He's definitely. I'm not. I'm. Listen. I'm not saying he's not a world class defender or world class defenseman. He just has to stay healthy. Right. Well, anyway. <coughs> so the Sharks have been one of the best teams in the past 15 years. Obviously, Doug Wilson's not fair. He's a cheat code. So I don't think there's much more to say about that. Six. You know what I have to say about this, Kevin LeBanc. That's all yeah. I got to say. And Timo Meyer. And Timo Meyer. Uh, number six, the Carolina Hurricanes. Fantastic in every category. Their weakest being free agency, but even that is amazing. I don't think they really did much. They lost, um, what was his name? The guy who went to Vancouver. The guy who went to Vancouver. Michael, uh, Michael Furland. They lost Furland. That was about it. Yeah, they got James Reimer. Okay, you know what? Don't forget about James Reimer. I'm sorry. I do love Don't forget Reimer. about James Reimer. So I don't think there's much to say. Wait, 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 wait. Don't forget about don't forget about Sebastian Aho. We don't need to talk about that. Number five. Oh, it's just embarrassed. Um cap management deems to be their lowest thing in public opinion, but for the fan base itself, it's trading. How? Um I don't know. Can people just be reminded of the of the do you not need just don't know? I don't know why that'd be their be their lowest one. If anything, if anything, I'd put it more towards. Uh, wait, the fan base put trading at the bottom. They did. It's Are you still? Ki- it's still. No, keep in mind. No, it's no, no. Very high, but no, I'm no. What I'm saying is, because uh, because what I'm about to say is, you're gonna find hilarious. They Considering a- the bull, the. Major BS that Kyle Dubas got for both William Nylander and the Austin Matthews signing. How is it that signing that that's not at the bottom? I'm like, come on. This fan base is so this up is and down. With how good the Jake Muzzin deal was, it's 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 very difficult to believe, isn't it? Uh, number four. A team that I think deserves to be here as they are, the Stanley Cup champions. St. Louis Blues. Uh, the St. Louis Blues. The quote that's actually here on Dome Decisions Beast, the first one is, can't complain about the Stanley Cup. No, Again, can't complain about Stanley Cup. kind of hard to argue about the team that has won it all. Of course, Dom encapsulates it very well. Their, their lowest thing uh, being free agency. Why haven't they signed Patrick Grimm? Why are they letting him go? I like the deal for Jordan Bennington. They, we'll see. They've done everything well. I like the deal for Jordan Bennington too. I to, can honestly, I was very surprised that it didn't go right to arbitration. Because well, I that. think it, I think that number would have been lower. Well, the Blues GM did come out and say we're going to get it done. He's going to be paid, right? So yeah, um, a team who's third, and I think they deserve to be here. Uh, Colorado. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Getting getting Good lord. And they are killing and it. When you get to watch Nathan King every night, I would just be so happy about that. I think that right now the best player in the world is Nathan McKinnon. Okay. All right. Okay. So I'm I, just not gonna on. say anything. We're, we're gonna talk about that. I'm just not gonna say anything. Top twenty centermen in the league. Who and did I'm they? Who did they? My case for Nathan McKinnon being the top center in the world. Who Best did they? Player. Who did they draft with their own pick? With Do their your, own pick? Yeah, with their own first round pick. Would you like to look that up while I? Yeah. Talk about the number two team who I think should be number one. But that is the New Jersey Devils. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, they got Gusev, they got P.K. Subin, they got Jack Hughes, they yeah. got Wayne Simmons on a reasonable one-year deal. They got Alex Newhook, Alex 16th Newhook. overall, just to... I don't know a lot about him, but I remember Sam Costino saying it was a good pick. And yeah. he says it's good, then it's got to be good. The Devils, man. The Devils. I mean, good for Ray Shiro. Ooh, that is a killer free agency. That is killer free agency right there. And Connor Carrick is there. Good old Connor. He was on the Steve Dangle podcast this week. He was. I haven't listened to it yet. You have. It's it's fun. Is it? Okay, yeah. good. They, they also brought in Wayne Simmons. I said that. Yeah, no, but wait. There's more. There's more? There's more. Okay. On a one-year deal. Mm-hmm. When I wouldn't even be surprised. Because was when we were talking about Wayne Simmons after the season ended... Did we were we not saying he was going to get a, a That's what we yeah he was going to get a nice hefty contract mm-hmm. and he got a one year deal yeah uh, that was surprising number one free see their lowest score everything else was amazing um, Tampa I think it is fair yeah I, I, I don't even know what to say I have they, nothing to say about Tampa their Bay. fan base was. It seems to be they're okay after that loss. I don't know if I would be, but... I would not be. They're going to be amazing next year. You know what? I, I, I don't want to agree or disagree with with this until Braden Point is signed. Which I think is getting done any day now. But I said that last time and still hasn't happened. Yeah, we, we continue to say that. So, again, Alex, I want to talk about the NHL Network coming out with top 20 centers list. I'm just going to go through the names quickly, yeah. and then I want to debate with you some of this. So, uh, number 20, they had Elias Pedersen. Okay. Uh, 19, Sean Monaghan, who is so underrated, by the way, Sean Monaghan. 18, Backstrom. 17, Couture. Kuznetsov, Eichel, Sebastian Ajo, who wanted to be a hab, by the way, signed the sheet. Evgeny Malkin, Ryan O'Reilly. Tyler Sagan, Braden Point, Mark Shifley, Steven Stamkos, Patrice Bergeron, Austin Matthews, the top five being Tavares, Barkoff, Nathan McKinnon, Sidney Crosby, and number one being Connor McDavid. Alex, you sent this to me because you wanted to talk about this. Yeah. So, what makes you the most angry about this? Because whenever these lists come out, nothing good ever comes out of it. I'm not even going to get into the 11 to 20 because I... I can't even think about like who to put in there. Okay, yeah. Most of those players are right. One big player who's missing. Can you can you think of the name that comes to my mind? Yes, very can you me? No. Out of the top ten? Out of the from eleven to twenty, I'm saying. A player that could be added in there. Um who? John I said Jonathan Taves. Jonathan Taves? After last year, yeah, you can make the point. Okay, so that's... It's just so many people... Look at the Blackhawks. so much disrespect right. for the past few years. Right, 
I think that is a good shout, yeah. Okay, so that's my thing about the from 11 to 20. Now, my problem with 1 to 10, not that the dames are wrong. It's the dames are in the wrong order. I would... The more Ma- I look at it, sorry, you do your thing, then I, I want to... McDavid, thing. still number one. Crosby, still number two. Okay. I know you think McKinnon is better than Crosby right now. But I'm saying Crosby, two. McKinnon, three. Arguably, I would say Matthews is better than Barkov, but I know I'm going to get a lot of slack for people. Oh, no. Okay. Was, no, go on. No, go on. what? No, no, no. I want you to get all this out. Okay. Matthews four, Barkov five, okay. uh, Bergeron six, okay. Tavares seven, okay. point eight, mm-hmm. Shifley nine, okay. Stamkos ten. Okay. So it's all the same players. First of all, I would put O'Reilly in the top ten instead of Steven Stamkos. I think I guess, a two-way yeah. game in that. I think Ryan O'Reilly deserves a bit more respect there. Um, well, I mean, I think O'Reilly's better than Tyler Sagan, so he's really? at least 11. All right. Um, Mark Shifley, yeah. I mean, it sucks that he's not in the East because you would hear a lot more about him. Again, yeah, point should be above Stamkos because Stamkos isn't what he was anymore. No. He really isn't. Yeah. I hate to say it, but... Um, no, he's not. Yeah, I would... I just, uh, with how he did in the playoffs, his speed, his sense, everything. I just, I, it may be different halfway through the season, but you look at what Crosby couldn't do in the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. The one time McDavid did get in there, dry sidle overshadowed him. I just think right now, from Cape Breton. Don't say it. Nathan McKinnon is it. right now the best player in the world. So I would go him one. You oh. put Connor second. You easily, yeah, you put Crosby third. See, oh, with Barkov and Matthews, it's just, I just want to see Barkov with a competitive team. But I guess for now, I will put, no, you know what? I'm going to put Patrice Bergeron on the four. I just have so much respect for the guy. He is the best. But that's not that's not the question though. Respect does not is not how you put top twenty. Patrice Bergeron is the best two way player of all time. Change my mind. Is a sorry what? Patrice Bergeron is the best two way player of all time. Okay, I can agree with that. So he should be in that top five. So I'm actually going to put Patrice Bergeron the fourth best center in the league. Number five, I will give you Austin Matthews. Mm-hmm. Number six, I am going to put Sasha Barkov. I want to put him higher. Trust me, I do. And then after that, it doesn't matter. I mean, there's not much to say in this list, but I mean, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Two things. Okay. You don't, I'm not giving, res- I had the, the way I organized my list had nothing to do with respect. Right? Mm-hmm. So by you putting Patrice Bergeron fourth because he's the best two-way center of all time. Yes. No two-way player. Two-way player. Mm-hmm. What most two-way players end up being centers anyways. Mark Stone. Anyway, go Right. On. Yeah. That doesn't automatically put him in the top five yes, centers for today. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Yeah, no. How does that? 
Okay. Because Patrice Bergeron has the ability that he can do all those jobs so easily, and it just opens up the ice for everyone else. Okay. He makes the players around him that much more better. That's why I think Patrice Bergeron is one of the best players in the world today. Okay. But the question isn't of all time. And it's we're not talking about careers. I'm saying if right? you have a player that is of an all time. How category, old is Patrice Bergeron? Oh, you're gonna bring him age now? So yes, I, so but he's mean. still performing at a high level. Patrice Bergeron is performing at a high level, but has been tell me if I'm wrong, has been declining lately. He's not been declining, but he has been not st- I'm not saying steadily decline I'm not saying a complete drop. I'm saying he's slowly getting worse. I'm going to bring up Patrice Bergeron's numbers quickly. Okay, he had 79 points. Hold on, Patrice Bergeron. Do you I'm, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. Okay, so I'm, looking, I'm looking at it. Last year, in 65 right. games, 79 points. Mm-hmm. The year before, 63 and 64. Yeah. All right, before that, 53 and 79, 68 mm-hmm. and 80, 55 and 81, 62 right. and 80. He has been a consistent right. at least right. 60 point player. And who has he been playing he, with? Hold a lot. on a minute. Okay. He has scored 30 goals, one, two, three, four times. Mm-hmm. Sorry. An additional time in his second year. All right. 20 goals at least one, two, three, four, five, six times. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. 320, sorry, 321 goals, four, nine, two assists, yep. 800 points, 1,000 yeah, yeah. games. All right, right, right. Not to mention 100 points and 130 playoff games. Yes, all right? yes. I think we need to give Patrice Bergeron a lot more respect. The year they won the Cup, 20 in 23 games. All right? right? Plays with a punctured lung. Again, right. his two-way game cannot be understated. I'm not, I'm not under, the thing is I'm not saying his two-way game is not good. Or his two game, sorry, his two way game is not world Four class. Selkie trophies. I, but that's not what this asking. I, that's not what the when you come up with top twenty centers. Did you this yourself is, but, not say the most two way players, great two way players, and the being centers? Yes, but that's his past. LeBron, let, let me let me put it this way: If you ask me who the best player in the NBA is so right now. Play the, like, the play of basketball. No, I'm not, but I'm I'm comparing I'm comparing the best player. I, I listen. If you ask me who the best player in the NBA is right now, I pro, it's not LeBron. I'm not I'm not going to tell you LeBron James. Are you going to say But Steve if Kumpo? No. I'm arguably going to say Kevin Durant before he got injured. If listen, if we're talk if I'm looking at all the players, all the players, as a whole, their careers. Patrice Bergeron has probably had a top 10 career ever. I wouldn't agree with that, but... He's had force... Okay, fine. Whatever you... But you get what I'm saying? It's not about respect. It's not about being undervalued. That's not how you put them in the top 20. I never 20. said Patrice Bergeron was undervalued. I think you are undervaluing him right I'm now. I'm not undervaluing him. He's 34 and plays with Brad Marchand and David Pasternak. Well, how old was Gordy Howe when he retired, Alex? That's not... that. You can't use that as an example. Yarmir Yager you was still not, he was 44. And look... You're telling me Yarmir Yager was an effective player the last how many years of his career? When he was... I think when he was like 40, 42. When he was 40, 41 playing with the Panthers... 
He was playing. But he wasn't as effective as as he was when he was 25, 26. No, it was not. Of course. Right. That's the point I'm making. But Patrice Bergeron is still affecting the game at this age. I, I understand, but n- he's not a top five center in the game right now. I think we're going to have to agree to disagree. Okay. Because we need to move on. Okay. Um, I don't care about captaincies anymore. No, I don't either. Well, I think Patrice Bergeron should be the captain of the Boston Bruins. <laughs> anyway, um, so I remember seeing, I thought Dylan Larkin was already the captain of the Red Wings. And they were asking him, and he was saying, oh, I'm ready. They've been saying Toronto. Oh, we need to we need to name a captain there. It should be Austin Matthews. I don't care anymore. I think it be should be Morgan Riley anyway. But yeah. I just I agree. Who cares? No one. It's really the guy who talks to the media and goes and talks to the refs and their emissions and stuff. Really? So, who? Okay, let me ask you this: Who do you think should be the next captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and who do you think it's going to be? Personally, I think it should be Morgan Riley. He, he's a leader in the locker room. He's a leader on the ice, and he's a great player. Th- those are uh, okay. When you think of a captain, what's the first? What are qualities that come to your mind? Hard working. Yeah. Okay, well, we also we we know generally those players they're good players, right? Generally, captains are good players. Mm-hmm. I'm. What are off ice qualities? You need to be able to inspire and work with young guys. Right. Especially with the league getting younger. Right. Uh, being able to be that middleman between the players and the coaching staff. Probably. Okay. That's some of the stuff, yeah. Okay, that's, that kind of sounds like Morgan Riley. You know the big reason why I think he should be the captain? Why? It's because he's been through the worst in our Right. I like Matthews, but I, I just think Captain Morgan just mm. sounds great. Doesn't right. Matter? Yes. Yes. Who do I... Okay, now you said... What was your second question? Uh, who do you think it is going to be? It'll probably be Matthews. All right. Or Marner. Or Marner. No, I'm joking. I'm you joking. wouldn't complain either way. I so would if not Imagine if it was Mitch Marner. Oh, I'd be like, oh, that was definitely Paul. That was a Paul thing. Now, Alex, do you know who Trevor Carrick... Is. Oh yeah, I do. Do you he, know who Kyle Wood is? No, but I saw the trade. So the San Jose Sharks acquired defenseman Trevor Carrick yeah. from the Carolina Hurricanes in exchange for Kyle Wood. Kyle Wood has never played an NHL game, but last year he had 35 points in 68 games played for the San Jose Barracuda. 23 years old. Trevor Carrick, however, has played four NHL games in his career. One last year. And in that one game, he had a major, and he had, and he was a minus one. Sorry. You know we are. There is nothing to talk about when we talk about this trade. Now I disagree. What is the, what is there about this trade? Tell so the me. The San Jose Sharks, if you look, have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven forwards under contract. Meanwhile, they have about eight defensemen. Now, I look at this trade and it reminds me that the Sharks have 4.6 in cap room. They haven't signed Joe Thornton. They haven't brought back Patrick Marle like we thought they would. And apart from your Brendan Diller, Vlasic, Burns, Carlson, the bottom, <coughs> like, that bottom pairing is 
going to have to be filled by some scrubs. So I just wanted to point out that we give Sharks a lot of credit, but the lower half of their roster may be a bit questionable next year, especially with the loss of Jonas Donskoy. Oh, yeah. So, Listen, there's pr there's probably going to be players who are just brought up. Just a bunch of guys we've never heard of, eh? Yeah. All right, Alex, there's two more things I want to talk about. One oh, has great. to do with Montreal, one with Toronto. What do you want to talk about first? Uh, go, you can go first, Montreal. Um, all right, so there is a defenseman. He's a yep. special defenseman in my heart. He is second in points all time with Montreal Canadian defensemen. He was P.K. Subban's mentor and played with him. He has one of the best visions in the NHL. And the Montreal Canadiens power play has never been the same since he left. He's played 990 games in the NHL, 119 goals, 4-5-3 assists. And that's Andre Markov. He is now 40 years old. He's played the last two years in the KHL, playing for Kazan Akbaros, including winning a Gagarin Cup there his first year. And apparently he wants to come back to the NHL next year. Yeah. His legs are 40, as is his age. <sighs> I was at the game where he tied the second most points in defenseman in the Habs history. And okay. it was special. I was mad when I didn't get to see Thomas Mechanics' first, uh, his thousandth game, sorry, because they didn't play him for the first two weeks of the season. Yeah. There's two parts of me here. There's the part that would love to see him back so we can get that thousandth game because there haven't been a lot of players in the organization that were as loyal or have done as much to help as Andre Markov has. Mark Bergevin basically let him go a couple of years ago, and I've never forgiven him for that. But then there's the sensible part of me that the game's moved past him now, especially in the NHL. Yes. And he doesn't have a spot on the roster anymore. No. Victor Mete's taken it. Brett Kulak, Ben Chirot now. And Mike Riley. And I don't care about Mike Riley. Um, <laughs> so, I want Andre Markov to come back. But at the same time, I think it's gone. Well, listen, what was, who was it? Was it Daniel who sent the message? Yes, it was Daniel. Our good friend Daniel, who was supposed to be on the show with us, but of course... Not here. He's busy and has a life. Uh, he said the Thomas Blakanik way. Yeah, which was, for those of you who don't know, Blakanik's finished his 1,000th game, actually scored in it, and then his contract was terminated. Yeah. Is that what's is that what's going to happen? I don't know. You don't know? I. It's just Mark Bergeron isn't one for the sentiments. I guess. I mean, we haven't seen, like, other than the Thomas... Do you think Bergeron signed Placanic thinking he would actually play the entire season? Well, I think or do you think it was no just a sentiment thing? No one expected Cook and Emmy to play next, last, last year, though. Right. So I think it was an insurance policy. Okay. So what, he would have played fourth line minutes? Is that... That was the plan? Well, at the same time, also no one knew if Max Jolie was going to work at center or that Philip Deneau was going to be as good as he was, so... Okay. Plus, he was a trusted hand. I just, I I think the best thing is he's gone. Let him go. And yeah. Now, okay. there's one more thing to talk about, Alex. Every yeah. show we bring up Game 7 against the Leafs and the Bruins, where Mike Babcock played Austin Matthews less than 19 minutes. And so, 
There is a certain gentleman, his name is Matt Larkin, a senior writer at the Hockey News, and this is one of his tweets. Quote, spoke to Mike Babcock today and broached the subject of Austin Matthews' ice time. Here is Babcock's assessment of it. Assessment, sorry. <clears throat> oh, well, I think each guy should manage his team the best way he can, eh? Uh, but there's no question, I think, uh, and see John uh, to be as good as they're uh, capable of being should be right around the 19-minute mark. Some nights are going to be at 18, some nights are going to be at 20, but uh, I think that's where Austin's best for sure. Uh, he's an important part. I think he's earned the right over the time, and he's gotten better and better, and he's earned more and more. A big part of the game is you're earning what you get. Your teammates respect that, and Austin's done a real good job in that area. Well, he's a good player. He doesn't say good player. I just wanted to add that. Now, <sighs> my favorite thing is Don Lecision's, his reply to this tweet saying, 2007-2008, Don yep. Suk's playing time, 21 minutes, 23 seconds, yep. Zetterberg, 22.04, and says, no surprise, that was his most successful season as the coach in the last time that Mike Babcock won the Stanley Cup. Yes. By the way, that was 11 years ago. All right, Alex, go ahead. Okay. Okay. How many minutes did he play in game seven? Uh, Matthews? Yeah. It was just under 19, wasn't it? I could tell you the exact number. Really? 18 minutes and 48 seconds. I don't even need to look at a stat sheet. That number is ingrained in my head. Mm-hmm. Let me let me ex- explain something. He played in his first year, 17 minutes and 38 seconds. That was his average ice time. 17-18, his second year, 18 minutes and 8 seconds. Thirty se- Basically a 30-second difference in average ice time. Third year, last year, played 18 minutes and 33 seconds. So, yes, obviously Mike Babcock has not changed because... Wait, wait, because... The horses run. Because 19 minutes is... 30 seconds basically more than 18 minutes and 33 seconds which is literally what he's been doing for the last three seasons it seems like a very big cop-out of an answer isn't it yeah okay you're gonna hate me for making all these comparisons but i'm gonna do it anyways okay explain okay the leafs I are so lucky to have Austin Matthews and John Tavares, correct? Uh, yes. Okay. Who is your true franchise center player, Austin Matthews or John Tavares? It's Austin Matthews. Okay. So I'm going to make comparisons to true franchise centers. Now, let me be clear. Let me be clear. In no way, in no way am I saying Austin Matthews are you about to compare him to, to like Lemieux and Yager? No, no, no. I'm comparing him. No, 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 no. I'm comparing him to, to modern to modern players. I'm comparing him to modern players. But in no way am I saying he, they're at. He's at their level. But status wise on the team, these are comparables. Oh, if, if you're going another Pittsburgh combo, aren't you? No, no. Listen, just okay, let me go, go, let me go, explain go ahead, this. Go ahead. Okay. The Edmonton Oilers have who? (laughs) Just wait. Let me let me explain. The Edmonton Oilers have two have who? What two centers do they have? (laughs) And Connor McDavid. 
And let me repeat, in no way am I saying Austin Matthews is as good or is better than Connor McDavid. Because I'm going to get, everyone's going to tell me that I'm saying Austin Matthews is Connor McDavid. And that's not what I'm saying. Despite, sorry, except his first season where he played 45 games, Connor McDavid has averaged over 21 minutes of ice time for the last three seasons. Yeah, fair enough. Austin Matthews has barely touched 19. Meanwhile, if I am right, Austin Matthews has scored 30 goals, 30 goals, and 40 in his time as a Leaf? Yeah! Playing that much. And wasn't healthy for any of those years either. That's... It just doesn't make any sense. Okay. Can I do another comparison? If you're not going to compare him to the best player in the world... No, but you might. But my reasoning behind it makes sense, correct? Yeah. Okay, so why can't I compare him to Sidney Crosby? It's just funny how mad you're Oh, you're gonna compare him to Sid, alright? Yes, Sidney Crosby. I'm the status. What is Sidney Crosby to the Pittsburgh Penguins? Um, the be all end all of your team. He's the, the franchise center. The team you, the player you build your team around. Right. He and is Austin Matthews the player you build your team around? Yeah, he is. Okay. And again, I'm not saying, I am not saying Austin Matthews is as good as Sidney Crosby or better than Sidney Crosby. Sidney Crosby, yes, he's played many more seasons than Austin Matthews. But even in his first three years, his first three years, he averaged over 20 minutes of ice time. And you know who his second line center was? Yevgeny Malkin. Yeah. 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 You, if you want another comparable, you know who averaged 22 minutes this year and his other two seasons before that? It was 1957, 1958, so right at that 20 minute mark. Best player in the world right now, Nathan McKinnon. But that's a different situation, right? I'm just saying, there are again, one, and yes, I and course. I agree, and that's the same comparable. I say, yeah, I when I talked about it before, Nathan McKinnon was a big comparable. So explain to me why, if Austin Matthews, tell me how many more goals you think Austin Matthews would score if he just played more. Uh, before I said, by the way, John Tavares only averaged 19.05 this year as well. If you look at um, right, but Rams. that's because he had to. He also had Nazem Kadri. Right, and that's again not an excuse. Not an excuse. Oh, sorry. What did you ask me? How many more goals do you think Austin Matthews would score if he played twenty minutes a night? This Austin year he had thirty-seven. This year he had thirty-seven. He is in Ovechkin's range. He is. There's no denying that. <sighs> But do you see how why I'm frustrated? Yeah, I understand. Listen to all these things you're saying and tell me I I'm why I should not be frustrated. Oh, I'm not saying you shouldn't be. I'm just saying don't scream into the mic. Oh, I know. It's okay. So, Alex, I think that's a good note to end everything on. Um, so, so mad. I'm looking at Cat Friendly and I'm very confused. Go to, uh, go to Cat Friendly, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, and I want you to look at 
right at the homepage, restricted free agents. Yeah. Um, do you see Vegas player Jimmy? Yeah, Schmidt? yeah, yeah. I Why think does he we have t- a cap six point five. Well, this con I'm gonna read you what Cat Friendly says. This contract is a one year ELC that was signed after the start of the season and is therefore subject to an increased cap hit value as explained in the frequently asked questions. He was signed April third, right? So the the inflation is insane. And you only end up playing one game. He has a career earnings of a hundred thousand dollars and his cap hit is six point five. Well, it was just by the end. It was just for April, th- from April third onwards. So. That's weird. Well, yeah. Anyway, um, I think that's gonna be it, Alex. Uh, next episode, ladies and gentlemen, or the next two, we're gonna be breaking down Canadian teams, East West, looking at their roster, how well we're gonna think that they're gonna do. And yeah, Alex, I'm really happy with today's episode. So am I. We'll I did quite a bit of yelling. Yeah, you, you did. You I did. love it. That's my favorite. Um, but I know what acts. I think say this to the listeners as well ourselves. I think once the season starts, we're really gonna hit our stride here because me and you, I think, are at our best when we're talking about the Leafs in Montreal. Yeah. We just when we have things, when we team. have things to talk about, it's a lot more fun. Yeah. When you talk about captaincies, that's when you know things. But, when right. you talk about Kyle Wood for Trevor Carrick. <laughs> and about why Nathan McKinnon should be the best player. Alright, thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen. Um we'll see you next time. Yep. Bye.